talking about your uh, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, or uh, like this guy, uh, your Oakland A's, which uh, I would not have expected to see. Uh, my name is Drew Fairfax, and, and Norton can wear whatever he wants. They gave him a job. Nobody can see him. That's, that's true, that's mean. true. He makes a strong point that uh, the donors, the Josh Donaldson donors, can... Uh, really? Boy. They're like... Uh, they're like Barcelona, though. Your second favorite. Did you see Barreto dropped a bunch in the meet.com? Uh, great deal. deal. My name is Drew Ferriser. This is Andrew Stoughton. Old reliable. Old reliable. I was worried about being late. Little did I know. You think? We've, we've been doing podcasts together since 2011. Uh, I have yet to learn. That however late I might think I might be. He'll always up yeah. for nothing. Uh, you see, in olden days, when they didn't really have precise clocks, and <laughs> towns would set the time based on the sun, uh, you just had to be a little more, uh, you had more leeway in terms of where to go, and that's kind of my style. I'm like, it's like the olden days here. So, so Sanford Fleming, fuck you and your standard time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, run, I run on Stoughton standard time. There's a great Canadian bank called Buried Inside from Ottawa, and they have a record that's all about time as uh, as basically the most imperial of all imperial forces. Time is the true uh, imperial force in our lives, which is what everyone's here to talk about, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, Baird Side, love that band, one of my favorite bands of all time from Ottawa. Uh, listen, look for the song, on, I think it's probably somewhere, it's called The Fallacy of Wildlife Conservation. We'll cut all this out. No, we won't. This is hot, hot stuff. Uh, speaking of hot stuff, it's really hot. Yeah, in here, it's only going to get hotter as the... Because the temperature rises towards the trade deadline, the old hot stoves just are simmering. This is not your first time. (laughs) Uh, So we've got a bunch to talk about trade rumors and the lack of trade rumors and the fact that the Blue Jays don't need to make any trades because they're already better than all those other dog shit teams in the division. Yeah, uh, so we'll, they, we're gonna do some, they could probably even subtract some pieces. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. So we're going to talk about that. Obviously, that, that day being uh, very late in July, uh, the trade talks are going to dominate this discussion. But we'll talk about about the trade they've already made. Two trades. Two. Come on. Let's focus. <laughs> we're going to focus on 2016. <laughs> That's my goal. I'm tipping my hand a little bit. Let's focus on 2016 and the fact that the Blue Jays are determined to make it better in 2016. As opposed to literally every other podcast we've ever done, which is like just pure cast towards the future. What do you think they're going to do with their attention? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the trade deadline. We'll talk about explode if they let him pitch more than 70 innings. More than I heard that. Explode? Yeah, it will just it will explode. 
the Verducci explosion. It's not the Verducci effect anymore. The Verducci explosion. And uh, then we're making questions. We'll talk. We'll do some Q and A. We'll do some uh, uh, rampant, wild, baseless speculation. Other synonyms for Q and A? Yeah, we'll do all of them. Is there any? Is there any other kind of speculation? I don't think there is. We'll do. We'll do all that and so much more <laughs> on this edition of Birds All Day. sense to move it back by a day onto a Canadian holiday. I know, that's fantastic, yeah. Let's do it. Can't beat it. Uh, the Blue Jays may have already made their biggest splash when they acquired uh, Melvin Upton Jr. You think that's it? I think that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one? It, it, that's the biggest one in that he, I think, he's a very significant piece. Uh, I vowed... Are we allowed to talk about 2017? No, well, <laughs> let, me, let me finish. I vowed to only talk about 2016, but... Uh, many times on this show, we uh, or, or and others like it, I've rallied against the ideas like the very um, uh, uh, it's either sell or buy, and sometimes you can do both. You can make a move that's going to improve your team now, but also is uh, has an eye to the future, and that's exactly what this Melvin Upton Jr. for uh, Hansel uh, so hot right now. Hansel Rodriguez. Hansel Rodriguez. <laughs> it's the perfect deal for a team like the Blue Jays that has to, because you can't. It, it's, it's not discrete, right? The, 2016 doesn't mean isn't, this is the end of one thing and the beginning of another. It all flows into each other. So having a guy who's going to be here next year for basically nothing, because the Padres happily ate all that money, the Padres did well for themselves, considering the fact that... <laughs> they could have ended up with Duvaldo. <laughs> well, the, 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 the... I'd rather... Nothing. I would rather pay pay somebody to not play for me than have him on my team. That's a real tough choice. Like, can we give away money like that's just sunk cost, or can we continue to suffer forever by having Duvaldo Bennett, whom you may recall again if you listen to the, us talk about baseball before, I was all about. I was like 100 percent like Duvaldo. He fixed it. He made discreet, dynamic changes. <laughs> Little did I know, I don't know what fucking thing. No, I just. Uh, to, to be more serious than we were, uh, Ross Atkins was saying today, I think on the radio or yesterday, today I was writing about it yesterday on the radio, uh, that part of San Diego's calculation was to give some playing time to guys like that fucking Dickerson clown who can... It's interesting that they chose to give playing time to the guy who literally never makes it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, very, yeah. very revolutionary. So I don't oh, he barrels every pitch you throw? <laughs> Get him in a lineup. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if there's, they have anything close to an equivalent on the pitching side, but maybe that's a reason, besides the obvious, to not want to, you know, take a ball to arm. He's taking away, he's taking away a young person's spot. Get out of here, Gramps. No matter what moves the Padres make, they're going to be, they're doomed to beige irrelevance. That, 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 that is their, their lot in life. Sometimes, they are the beigest of all the clubs. camo colors <laughs> But even the camo is beige, right? It's like desert camo. Navy is a big navy installation there in San Diego. People in San Diego get what they deserve because 
they are so far ahead of us in terms of where they live and the quality of the environs <laughs> that they deserve a shitty, irrelevant, forever yeah. ball <laughs> Because otherwise, they're just piling on. I'm okay with that. You live in La Jolla? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no. The Melvin Upton trade, uh, and, and I, you may have heard me say this before, in, it speaks and it informs the Justin Smoke contract because the Blue Jays are a team that is 100% built to win now. Right, they are an old balls team, but they have players like Smoke and Upton who, capital G, capital I, get it. Right? Are, the there, are there balls especially old? Are the players attached to those balls? When you get old, your balls reflect that age. So that's, like, that, that's not even a question. They can, they can say to Justin Smoke, Justin, you got your money for this year and next, and there's an option. Your playing time is going to get cut this year. But we like you, and it seems to us like you like you like it here. And he says, cool. I'll play when I can. I'm playing for a competitive team. I'm playing for probably one of the two or three best teams in the American League. Let me tip in where I can. Probably. Melvin Upton, same deal. He's a veteran. He's got his money, right? He's not playing for the next contract. He's not Danny Valencia, who thinks he's better than every other, other guy in the field, or a guy who's, who doesn't have that kind of assurance, right? Melvin Upton will have made, what, $65 million? But then more. $75. Yeah. $75 million deal this time, plus all of his arbitration time. So, obviously, he's, he's a guy who's looking, he's got to think about his next deal, if it's a two- or three-year Coco Crisp type of contract down the road. But the point is, he's been paid, right? So, if they say to him, you're not going to play a lot this year, we're going to platoon you, and kind of cycle guys in through, through DH, and he can say, cool, he's a pro. And then when we re-sign Saunders and Batista, he'll just be the fourth outfielder, and he'll be like, yeah, giddy up. He'll be like, because those two guys are going to literally die on the field, <laughs> like carcasses, crucifix, carrying the astroturf, because they are so old. The Jays are old as fuck. And signing a, 30, a tra- training for a 32-year-old player doesn't necessarily address that. The 32-year-old player who, when you're only paying $5 million, if push comes to stuff, you can pay him to go away if he's bad. You can pay him to go away if he's blocking a better player. You can you can you have a lot of flexibility. He's valuable to other teams. Say everything goes to pot next year, right? They won the World Series. It's amazing, hilarious. There's flags flying proudly. 2017 Blue Jays are dog shit. 2016 Blue Jays. Yeah. Keep up now. But no, that would only be <laughs> 2017 they'll be bad because Aaron Sanchez's arm explodes <laughs> somewhere where he crosses the magic threshold and then that's it. It's like a it's like get smart to make a fucking old reference. It's like a, you know, there's a there's a bomb with a timer on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the over under on uh, on get smart references. Is that about forty percent? I don't know why I want to get smart. I was afraid to I was afraid to go to the time was too far reference, like it, it knows no boundaries. The point is, with Tony a guy like, I, I feel like with a guy like Smoke and a guy like Upton, you got them locked in, you know what to pay, you know what you're owed, they'll be valuable if you need to move them, and they're going to get it, and they're going to they're going to understand and accept the role that you're going to hand them, which, for a veteran team, a team that's built to win, a team that has depth, there's no, there's no limit to that kind of value and how it applies to the 2016 Blue Jays, who are trying to win the World Series. Yeah. And looking pretty damn good. That's all I got. They are looking good. Fuck <laughs> every other team. <laughs> let's let's not go there. Not yet, anyway. I tried. I had a couple shots out there. Yes, we did. Which is why I'm going to be that. <laughs> I'm really old. 
The ball, fact of the ball matter, like, e- even <laughs> we could we could sit here and kind of break down the marginal win value, the upgrade of having Upton versus Carrera versus whomever else might be taking those at bats. But I, they're they're trying to win the World Series, and some of them are trying to get paid. Just waiting for people to ask them to waive their ten five rights. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we? Can we? So. The next rumor, of course, it, which is not even a rumor, that Joey Nass. Joey Nass. <laughs> hey, oh. I got, I got the cat hiccup going. Hey, oh. Look, the Nationals are well within the right to call uh, the Blue Jays and say, hey, what's up with, with uh, Jose Bautista? And then Ross Atkins is well within the right to say, uh, how about you go fuck yourself? Mike Rizzo, you fucking piece of garbage. Which is I, I, what I would assume is what he did. Uh, the Jose Bautista, can I ask you a question? You may. Maybe it's your turn to talk instead of just me. Um, why do the Jose Bautista trade rumors persist? People don't like him. They're looking for a way to run him out of town. I don't know. It's the best I got. Like people, it's just it's been a thing for years. It's been a narrative for years. Uh, you know, Jerry Howard beating the drum to get Jose Bautista out of town. He's not a leader. People always talking about years ago about the. The umpire stuff, and just for some reason trying to find a way to take the team's best player and just like turn him into another Matt Stundine and, and push him out of town and be just complete dicks to him. Hockey reference, everybody, finish your drink! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> How good do you think Austin Matthews is going to come on? Uh, <laughs> Would you rather have Austin Matthews or Josh? Or listen to Sports Talk Radio. Uh, what, you keep referring to it like it's a disease that needs to be cured. But yeah, I don't know. I think oh. check his phone. Well drink. Drink. Yeah, take a drink. Uh, no, I, I mean I think that's part of the Batista thing. I think you know it's kind of he's been set up to be like the angry, brooding superstar. People who don't like the the direction of the team years ago, looking at him. I think the, I think that still colors things. Uh, I, or you saying this last week maybe that the like or maybe somebody wrote this this week. I don't know. Stacy. Stacey, yeah, I mean, well, like you thought, yeah, that's right. Stacy wrote this exactly. The, the, you thought that the bat flip moment was, was it. We're finally here. He's accepted. This is, you know, he's our beloved Jose Batista. He should fucking well be. Uh, this is where we clap. <laughs> but I mean, and then that kind of gets immediately followed by, uh, you know, more than five, you know, six years, hundred fifty million dollars, and I'm not negotiating, and uh, like you, you're going to either pay me what I'm asking, or that's it. And, you know, people still have these ideas about that sort of stuff, the greedy player thing, where they, they kind of forget that, uh, you know, the owners are you're, you're arguing for billionaires over millionaires. Uh, and so I think that they're, I don't know, I think people don't just naturally have this weird tendency not to like him. Not that, it's, not that it should be natural, but I don't know. But, but so, yeah, they're, they're always thinking of ways to get rid of him. And, and I think especially as the contract gets closer to being up, they're, they're like, oh, what, you want to get a draft pick back for it next year? They'd rather see something happen. I, but I think it's like they would get some sort of joy out of seeing him, you know, his ass kicked out of town, which is fucked up. The, fucked thing, up. the thing to me that's not surprising is that everything that happens between spring training and the end of the season is, is uh, a referendum on potential future contracts. That, that I understand. You and I are as guilty of that as anybody. Uh, you have said many times, pay Edwin, uh, which, is, which is fine. So, you know, the Edwin Encarnacion does an Edwin Encarnacion thing and goes bananas for a month and doesn't make it out. People want to keep around. That I'm totally okay with. 
Bautista uh, get get rid of him and, and the, the talk if it's Scherzer or Trey Turner. Like none of that's happening, right? You're, you're talking about a 35 year old outfielder who's a free agent at the end of the year who's who's constantly battling injury. He's not going to bring back uh, Lucas Giolito. He's not going to bring back Trey Turner. That's not the point. The point is that that so many people are so quick to to cast him aside. To, the fact that 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 the bat flip moment and and his incredible performance all through the playoffs and all through last year and all through his entire time as, as a Blue Jay, it's just like it's gone. That to me is legitimately surprising, and that is giving the quote unquote average sports fan like literally no credit at all. Like I expect the worst, <laughs> and they still disappoint me. How is that allowed to happen? Well, I'll play devil's advocate for them for a second here, which is. <laughs> Which is that I think Batista in some ways is sort of an avatar for Rogers' cheapness in that it's so clear that he's going to test the market, he's going to be a free hit. So there, there's just a dark cloud over that whole kind of thing for, for a reason. You know, like it, it's, it, it would be, it, I, think the, I think the mentality might be different if people thought that there was a damn hope that Rogers and the Blue Jays would pony up the money to keep the, you know, their superstar, you know, I was going to say homegrown, but, you know, obviously he bounced around before. But he's theirs. He's this franchise's icon right now for the, of this, you know, sort of generation of the team. It's, it's you know, it's, we, well, we're not supposed to talk about Roger Clemens, but, but you know, there's the World Series guys, there's Clemens and Delgado and Halliday, and there's Batista. And, you know, the fact that... He's, but that's literally, that's the list, right? That's like yeah. the guy, the pillars of the franchise, the people... Who, who have produced and created and done so much. You know, like, I love Sean Green and everything, but, but Jose Bautista literally shits on Sean Green. <laughs> he is, has been a better player for a longer period of time. Lives, Sean Green lives in a cage in Jose's basement. <laughs> Sean Green with a, with, a, with a Sharpie, like a big target on his chest, like, do it, Jose! <laughs> <laughs> What's Jose Cruz doing? <laughs> like, like everyone gets replaced at some point or another, right? Like Jose Cruz, you know, he, he's he's on TV now. Jose Bautista, he sits on John Green's chest. Whatever. <laughs> it's weird, though. You're right. It's weird. It is a little weird. It is a little weird because that 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 moment that we are so all so quick to celebrate that's been immortalized in T-shirts and prints and whatever, which was in the vision, the MBS, right? Only oh, the memes, of well, course. Of, of all the things, the memes are which will, which will uh, <laughs> yeah. live the longest. But it, it, it's still surprising. And, and when I, when you see, you talked about the contract things and, and how uh, let no good deed go unpunished when Jose Bautista is honest and upfront and doing all the things we you demand of athletes. When he's like, look, like I'm 35 years old. I felt I felt underpaid. He said in as many words, I felt underpaid from the day I signed my last contract. I got, I gotta get what's out there for me. Late, like he's just been laid to waste ever since that. People have seemed so eager to shit on him. Where, like, let's not kid ourselves, right? This is Michael Saunders' shot. If Michael Saunders is going to ride this after being, you know, next big thing in Seattle for so long, uh, even taking the Canadian thing away, this is it, right? He's, he's, this is his contract opportunity. He's not going to take less to play for the Blue Jays. I. I any of us would be kidding ourselves to believe that. And I, if you expect him to do that, you're a fool. He's got to get what he's got to get. And if, if, you know, the, the baseball free injury market has shown that it's happy to pay for, for guys who realize potential, right? Even, you know, even if it's a Rich Hill. How old is Rich Hill? 
old is Rich Hill, Jonah? 36. Jonah, is, Rich Hill is 36. He got a contract that kind of blew everybody's mind. He, he doesn't look good in the uniform. doesn't look good in the uniform the way Michael Saunders did. He hasn't achieved the potential that everyone expected. Literally 15. So it's when Saunders, when those contracts start, offers start coming in, if it's whoever, if it's the Angels or the Dodgers or the or Cincinnati, whoever says Michael Saunders is going to be a big part of our of our immediate future, he's going to take that money. It's not going to come from the Blue Jays. Yeah. But he's going to escape. Well, Jose Bautista is forever the prick. Which, to me, is still so fucked up. It's bullshit. I, though I would like, what's not bullshit, you got to do a couple shots before more podcasts. This is great. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Usually I drive, which is why about 90% of our podcasts have some mention of parallel parking. That's right. <laughs> I did the very front of this bar one time. Saw a guy... There was nobody in front of us. He parallel parked for like... Ten minutes, and like his wife was out the side of the car, like yelling at him how to do it. And we're watching because we're sitting in the front window, and like we're just like this fucking poor bastard. What is going on here? And then she gets back in the car and he drives away, and we're like, oh my god! And then they showed up on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Doing this podcast, so we've done about seventy, seventy-one episodes of this podcast. Uh, Stoughton was on a one-way street in the annex, so the. Parking alternates from one side of the street to the other. Let me tell you, it keeps my game sharp. <laughs> I, there was a parting shot where I talked about how I lost it. No, it's back. It is back with a oh. uh, Not tonight, though. Let me tell you, I have not driven anybody's vehicle this evening. Uh, there are other trade rumors. I'll try your vehicle. Give me a few more beers. I'll do it. We here at Birds All Day would never condone that sort of unlawful and, quite frankly, bullshit behavior. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. We'll get back to the podcast in a second. But first, I would like to talk to you a little bit about tickets, about getting tickets to events, about getting tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, it's not always easy. This time of year, especially, the Blue Jays are fantastic. They're selling out games. You may be tempted to go and deal with the dirty vagrants that uh, occupy the area around the Rogers Center in order to get yourself tickets to a particular game that's sold out. Well, technology has made it so you don't have to. You can download the SeatGeek app onto your phone and browse all kinds of ticket offers uh, to not just the Blue Jays, but to other events in this city, in your city, in other cities you may be visiting. Uh, SeatGeek just makes everything perfectly easy. I use it myself. It's the first place I go to looking for tickets because SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites and ensures you get the best possible deal. And the best thing is right now, we have a great deal with the SeatGeek folks, uh, listeners of Birds All Day. You can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So if you want to do that, get the SeatGeek app, you get it on your phone, you dial it up, you go in there, you hit the settings tab, and you click add promo code, and you enter the promo code BIRDS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. That's a fantastic deal, uh, and it's a great app. I encourage everybody to try it. Thanks very much. And now back to the show. There are, there are, the rumors persist that Ross Atkins and whomever else, they seem to, to insist that the Blue Jays are going to make another move. That they uh, maybe a starting pitcher. Because uh, Ari Dickey made three bad starts in a row, which is to say uh, he needs to be uh, maybe trapped in a lobster trap <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. It doesn't. Dickey's the same sort of guy where it, the instant there's a moment of weakness, it's just like, well, I see, the problem is that he's bad. I still hear about that. 
ALCS start where he got knocked around. People were like, Dickie, remember that fucking game against Kansas City? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, dare, I, I encourage everyone to go and look at Marcus Thurman's playoff stats. Just kind of <laughs> look them up. Or uh, his regular season stats. Go ahead and look his them current, up as well. His current stats? Don't look at those. Don't look at those. The point is, the Blue Jays are going to be starting. Uh, Ross Atkins, God bless it, his nerdy heart. Uh, keep saying, he, to me, because I'm looking for things to hang on to. He's saying all the right things about, about the Aaron Sanchez potential shutdown. Absolutely. He's saying, because it's... Uh, well, what's the name of the guy? Disown? Mike Disown? Yeah, Mike Son. Yeah. Mike Son, yeah. who's saying all the right things. But, and I agree that unless you're going to, like, script it like it's the first 15 plays of an NFL game, and oh, say, Aaron Sanchez, this is when you're going to pitch... Uh, to, he's not an addition to the bullpen. You're just kind of hang, like stringing him along because the get hot quick, warm up twice, and don't pitch. It's not like the bullpen is is a breeze, right? The p- pitching in an major league bullpen in a pennant race with three teams that are like a half game or two games apart that are almost identical in in talent. Uh, just a, a bit of a bit of word of warning. Uh, Ooh, September, <laughs> September, and October are going to be just bananas, garbage. Like, you're going to wish you're dead almost every single day. This fucking Hanley Ramirez is going to go bonkers. He's not going to make it out for two weeks, and you're going to be like, really? Hanley Ramirez. The guy that looks like he's basically rolled out of bed and rolled onto the field, and it's like, oh, the guy with the most beautiful, like a chef, most beautiful right-handed swing I've ever seen in my life. That's pretty nice. But the, the, it's going to be insane. And you can't carry a guy where it's like, oh, okay, it's a one-run game in the eighth inning, and here comes David Ortiz or Andy Ramirez. Well, you see Aaron Sanchez pitched yesterday, so we're going to go to rando struggle-bot right-hander, <laughs> fucking Mo Schultz or some shit. No, you want the good kid. No, but let him start. Let it, let, it's the numbers, uh, there's been a lot of kind of pushback. Keith Law, you, you kind of, I did write about you, you turn his, yeah. his radio hit into content. Ooh, I almost wrote about Willner tell people, people his arm is going to explode. Willner's dug in. He's yeah, like, no. He's turned, he's he turned the shutdown into content. He would have been upset. He would have been upset if I wrote the thing I was going to write when I was drunk. Write <laughs> drunk, edit sober. Easy one day, one day, one day we'll learn that rule for this podcast. <laughs> but the point is, uh, they do need to make a move. Do you think it's, do you think it's, if you had to pick, if you had your druthers, yeah. is it a starter or a reliever? Well, you see, Drew. <laughs> it's a complicated situation. Uh, no, it's a, it depends on... Uh, I think they could go either way. I mean, I think that's what Atkins was saying on the radio the other day that I was writing about, is that he was talking about the flexibility that they gave themselves in the spring when they brought, brought in Drew Storen and they let Sanchez... Uh, you know, earn his spot in the rotation and decided, you know, that they weren't going to just put him in the bullpen and decide his future then. They were flexible and allowed allowed the move to, allowed the obvious move to sort of make itself. Uh, and I think that's sort of what he was implying they were going to do in terms of the trade deadline. Uh, as in, you know, if, I don't know, if you, get, if you get a deal for a reliever, maybe you don't bring, maybe you don't put Sanchez back in the, in the bullpen. If you get a deal for a starter, maybe you do. Like, Right now, they can go either way. They can use that to their advantage to to, to not sort of be uh, pigeonholed into one, you know, having to take one sort of deal or the other, a deal for one type of pitcher or the other. Uh, so maybe it just comes down to whatever the best deal that they can get in terms of adding a pitcher will determine Aaron Sanchez's future, which is odd. But when you put it the way that you, you know, like, 
I think we all kind of agree, most people sort of here probably agree, that you're exactly right about the bullpen not being a rest, not being... Uh, it's not a walk in the park. Yeah, it, it's, it's so, the fact, so honestly, if they, if they let him start the rest of the year, or if they put him in the bullpen the rest of the year, the, in terms of like... Although you can't quantify it in terms of like the wear that you can expect on his arm, it's probably not that different. Well, they so, said all along, so it doesn't really matter what what they do, frankly. They and said, I, I think, and I think they they're wilting on this, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Would no, you no, no. Is it okay? Sorry. 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 Is it, it's my turn to interrupt now. Uh, that they said all along, the innings pitched is not the number they're going to look at. It's you know the the, the RPM on the fa- uh, on on his curveball. It's it's the the release point. They're, it's it's a more in depth. Uh, a deeper yeah. dive into... Hopefully they have ships that we don't even know about. I, I, I assume that they do, and we talked about the Nats at the beginning, because the Nationals... <laughs> Joey Nats. When they... <laughs> is it happening? I would check my phone, like, is he, is he even traded to the Nationals yet? There was, there was Carlos Beltran, apparently the Twins scoreboard operators had Carlos Beltran traded to the Cleveland tonight, uh, which no one bothered to tell the Yankees about it. So... Uh, <laughs> Good, right on. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure all the listeners at home will appreciate that knowledge. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. I'm getting drunk. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, except for except for one. You don't have to edit one, sober. Except for one perhaps notable exception. Uh, I try to drink after the podcast. The the one exception which, which <laughs> I, I think that it was more existential angst that was preventing that from going up a little earlier in the day, where you were you were. I I felt okay. You, you felt, felt okay, okay except in your soul, which you heard well, seeping yeah. out of your exact your body uh, in episode no, fifteen, I believe. No, that that was the, the that day was the most I've worked in four years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There's more to the Aaron Sanchez shutdown decision than just innings pitched. If it's Mr. 207 Boone Logan that ends up sh- coming to Toronto, wh- whatever it might be, <laughs> I, the Jays have options. And, 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 and bless Drew Hutchinson for being for being a depth starter. But but you mentioned it before, my man in the, in the A's hat and the Run the Jewels T-shirt, uh, which is like his brand, our brand, just like. Synergy. Uh, what, who is the best pitcher on the 2015 World Series champions? Who is their best starter? They might have got an answer for who is the best starter in 2015 Kansas City Royals. Anderson Volquez, the guy who magically discovered like three miles an hour in October, and also who's god awful. So also trash. He's trash. He not only does he eat trash, he emits trash from the very beginning. It falls off of him like the pigment. Do you know that? Do you know that French saying, uh, "Garbage in, garbage out." It's about that. Oh, you're down on Europe. Garbage, Chris Young. Garbage. The Royal signed IPK in Kennedy. He also garbage, and they won the World Series. They did. They made Johnny Cueto. And and how did Johnny Cueto pitch for the Royals? Did he pitch he, by chance by like garbage? He told Quaid to start the reaction. We can, all, all the boxes are checked on this episode. For all day. I don't know. I, I'm happy to bring in on a reliever to be realistic about what they have, what they don't, what the where the uh, marginal gains are going to be better realized. And if it is 
you know, you can sit here all day and be like, well, Bo Schultz gets left hand is that. It's like, yeah, but Boone Logan's probably better at that. <laughs> but whomever it might be. If it's Boone Logan. If it's, you know, Andrew Miller or something like that. Like, that's, that, that's not going to happen. It's pricey. That's pricey. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing to consider, that the, the, the price is significant. That's not that Logan Sheen, though. You know? like, <laughs> he is a former Yankee, Boone Logan. There you go. Uh, who, between... Uh, when we were standing at the bar, someone being like, you got those Boone Logan takes ready? Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm like all the way in on Boone Logan. Between then and now. I don't know if I've ever like, vocalized the name Boone Logan, but it's actually quite fun to say. <laughs> I think Boone Logan and Mark Melanson were Yankees, I believe, at the same time. Where I remember doing like live blogs a million years ago being like, that Mark Melanson, that guy's got an arm. And one, and one has... Has sort of drifted away into the into evil and the, the strangling. Well, people. the fact that he like you know he needs to uh, <laughs> see light escape from someone's dead eyes to get an erection that doesn't matter. He's really good at pitching. Anything else? There's not, not really any other trade rumors. Again, uh, they often think kind of takes out that Jay Bruce is in basically a position player. There's no position players who are coming in. There's that, that, that ship is well, full. No, once they put Batista for prospects, then they're going to those get this player to... Do I need to say... Like, can we all say... I'm going to say it, and then you're all going to repeat it. The Blue Jays... The Blue Jays... Are better... When Jose Bautista plays every day. Thank you. That's it. What? What a cult you got yourself. But you know why that came so easily to our to our our artists and the people who were on the show because it's true. Because they're better with Jose Bautista than there was fucking Junior Lake or Big Zeke. Yes, they won lots of games when he was out. That's because other players on the team decided they were going to hit home runs basically once a day. They're regular Alex Dickerson. Can we talk about Travis Janikowski for a second? <laughs> Love that guy. Love him. Look, it looks like such a scumbag. He would, he would steal your wallet and not even look you in the eye after. Anyway. The trade. I, I Wait, is that, that wallet stealing technique? You want to look them in the eye afterwards, <laughs> and then that way they. Well, he's that that the, the kind of guy that you don't have to worry about him stabbing you in the back. He's just gonna slip right between your ribs. Like, <laughs> okay, so the libel suits are gonna be for Mark Melanson and Jankowski. Mark Melanson's not bringing any court around him. He didn't want police around him. <laughs> he's just got a trail of bodies. They're everywhere. <laughs> the Allegheny River that is popping up to and fro. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not. I mean, who are the who are the trade candidates that, that work for the Blue I don't know. I can't. I, if there's a, if there's a good like Chris Dale, yeah, go get Chris Dale. No, the Jays don't have that prospect capital. They don't have prospect capital to make a big trade. Uh, they they aren't going to trade for Lucas fucking Harrell like the Rangers. I don't know. No, probably not. I think I, I think a, a a move for a relief pitcher is the most sensible move, most realistic move, uh, because they're not. They haven't really bumped their payroll by acquiring BJ Upton. They have that kind of wiggle room still. So I think that's that's what I look forward to. Look, acquiring another reliever, strengthening that core, giving them like the not quite the same, you know, no runs uh, DMC or whatever, but shortening the game. And yeah. The more they can shorten the game, they can they, they can limit uh, Aaron Sanchez's innings. They can limit the number of 
opportunities other teams have to tee up on Ari Dickey, uh, the number of uh, lasers that emit from Marcus Thurman at bats, whatever it might be. The more relievers, the better. Maybe he's a reliever. What? <laughs> I'd like a reliever to get somebody out. But maybe not just me. Anyway, uh, that's it for the trade. The trade. Do you have something else to say? No. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I might get a beer. If, you, if anybody here needs to get a beer, do that now. We'll take a break. We'll come back and do some Q&A. I'm Bruce Alden. Anyway, I know they, I know they fell in the toilet. Uh, 
Uh, no, but he came in and he's like, uh, he just looks straight at Art and he's like, I saw you do the last one of these, you were shit-faced, man. And he starts, like, ripping, <laughs> he starts ripping on shit-faced Art. And I was like, oh, Ross Atkins. You're not owning Art and just lighten him up. Yeah, <laughs> much cooler than I realized. Just immediately sends blood in the water and there you go, owning Art. I thought this was about you being a GM. I thought he was going to say to you, you know what? That no, one trade, that one preposterous trade is suggesting you made, we were like, so I did during, during that we did have a there was a big conversation about the Unel Escobar eye black incident and I linked to something about that the other day and I remember oh yeah it was, it was like but uh, like James James and To James he uh, he took the photo he took the photo and then I threw it on a former website whose name is you know uh, in this was part of the property of a former employee go on like a like a grown up just keep on moving and and. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to feel that it's my fault a little bit. It's more James's fault. I think about you now. I think about you now. I'll be crazy. Uh, anyway. All right. Q&A. Do you have something else to say? Just another good story like that. Also <laughs> big, uh, oh, 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 another good story like that. Yeah. We're on stool. I don't know if you can see it. We're on stools here. <laughs> I'm only going to make the edge. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You know how fuck you? You don't get the story. <laughs> Q&A! <laughs> Who's got a question? For the rest of us, come on. Okay, no, I was just, it was just reminding me also of the uh, Alex Rios, who gives the fuck video. <laughs> which I believe I, which I remember I stole from the YouTube. Somebody had it like, like a private YouTube at some point. <laughs> then I downloaded it and then uploaded it onto another YouTube channel. And he was like, he emailed me on a Friday, like, can you take that down? So I waited till Monday morning and then took it down. And then by then, Alex Rios' name was already mud. Yeah. So <laughs> your stories are much less. This is, my, this is my apology to Alex Rios. Your stories are much less self aggrandizing than mine. I like the stories where I talk to someone who works with Lucas and they're like, you know, you, you guys are right on with that one. I'm like, that's right. You should just offer me a job right away. Just like cut up the middle, man. Yeah. QA! Who's got a question? Uh, we will do our best to come up with an answer. Over here, our man in the Blue Jays uh, tank top, right. <laughs> which is not something you see on an everyday basis. <laughs> uh, so my question is not about like analytics or you know opinion or insight or anything like that. So I might have commented on a uh, Andrew Sturman uh, article like a year ago. Um, what did you do to get banned? Is that what you're <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not banned. I'm not banned. So. Me and my buddy from Waterloo, we used to drive in and watch, like, Lalover Bay play for a station with Blue Jays. And it'd be, like, an hour and a half drive, a two-hour drive, and we would make it, and we'd go watch Jays games, and we were a shit team, and never made the playoffs, and we're always, you know, struggling to make ends meet with, you know, 15,000 fans and all that kind of stuff. And here we are with a 40,000 fan, a night team. We, this is the first time since, like, what? early 2000s, early 90s, that we've had a team that is, like, going to make the playoffs in, like, beginning of August. And so I want to hear about, like, your, your like, your moment when you really, really enjoyed that. And I know, like, for me, which is about what you say, like, game five, we were both the game, we were sitting separately, and after the game we saw each other, and we looked at this euphoric moment where we just grabbed each other and we're like, holy shit, 
we're going to the ALCS. Like, holy, holy shit. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, if the microphone didn't pick that up, uh, I'm going to paraphrase the question. When did you realize that things were different? Yes. When did you realize that, that despite the fact uh, that I personally argue that the 2006 to 2008 Blue Jays uh, were extremely well built and extremely uh, talented teams that, for a variety of reasons, including the Rays coming of age and giving too many starts to Josh Towers and and Justine, those were teams were great. But the the fact that last year, uh, at some point, everybody realized it was different. And I, I, for me, I think it was uh, because of this thing that Stone and I do. I, I'm a baseball person to people who know me and knew me before, and it was the people that started coming out of the woodwork and being like, you must be really happy. You must be really happy. And I'm like, well, I, I am really happy, uh, but it's also, it's it became different where, where not only were people talking to me about things like that, they were talking to each other. You know what I mean? And, and baseball just became the kind of thing that everybody talked about. People talking about it on elevators, my old you know, bosses started talking to me about it where it wouldn't have been a topic of conversation before, that's when I really knew that it was different. Uh, the 2015 Blue Jays, the fact that back, you know, they lost in the American League Championship Series, that was a really special you know, three months where because they just beat the shit out of everybody. And the energy that that generated and, and the kind of topic or the, the conversation and the chatter, uh, it's not... If the Blue Jays make the playoffs this year, if they win the American League East, I will be surprised if it gets to that same sort of level in the same shape that it did last year, where it was sort of unexpected. Everyone's heard a million times they were below 500 when they made all those trades. They acquired um, some guy into the whiskey. They they sold the farm for David Price, and then David Price came out and was better than we expected. He just destroyed it every outing for the first however many months, and it was just like this is it. And for the first time in more than 20 years, like you said, this was it, and it was so obvious that it was it to every single person who even gave half a shit about baseball, and it was amazing. And we might not ever get that again. I know I that for me, at least, it was, I remember because I've lived too much on Twitter, and I'm on social media, and I'm getting, you know, people people aren't DMing me a lot because they know that I don't respond. Uh, because I better do, obviously. Do you? No, I don't at all. I don't know why I don't respond. I don't know why I didn't get here on time. I don't know why any of this happened. No, Jack Horton. No, Jack Horton. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, but no, for me, I think the moment was definitely uh, when they announced that uh, Mark Shapiro would be becoming the new, be the new president of the Blue Jays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that, you know, with all the stuff that had gone before it, that that was really what was going to cement this franchise. <laughs> finally! Finally, a guy who uses fan bats is here to lead us to a more productive and efficient future. So that, so that is... Can, can I ask Long you? Long story short, short to lose, he plays the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't suck like he did for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I don't remember asking that part. Could you draw a stand desk? Like, if you asked me to draw a stand desk, I have, like, I think an idea of what it might be. It's probably, like, a desk where you stand at it. But is there more bells and whistles than that? I would have no idea. A good stand desk is convertible. Because you're not going to stand all day long like you're so fucking well. Well, then they should maybe we label it differently. Are you kidding me? What? You sit at a stand desk? You can. That's therein lies the appeal. You can stand up because it's important to, to engage your body to, to is not this, be is this kind of ergonomic. The, listen, listen to me. This, I'm being serious right now. If you sit at your desk all day long, you can, you can work out like three times a week. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. You're going to die. You're going to die if you sit there. You're going to be fat and wish you were dead. True, we're all We're all going to You're going to die really young and like prematurely. And again, you can do as many, as much CrossFit bullshit you are dead in the water. Who's got another question for the Q&A section? The guy on the non-ironic mustache. <laughs> that, that is an earnest mustache, uh, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, so you, you run to, right to the window. Okay. It is the one-year anniversary of the trade that acquired the trade. So it's the 364-day anniversary of when we first heard about it. Oh! oh. <laughs> go back. Go back to the tweet. Stand <laughs> on the ground there's floor. There's hints, there's hints in there. There's Easter eggs. Uh, it was a year ago the Blue Music acquired George of the Wizards. Sorry. Correct. Following 2015, I want to talk about the hangover from 2015. Okay. What are your predictions going forward? It got Troy to Lewis until 2020. I think it was an option for another year. How is he going to perform? That's a great question. Uh, people who may, who are in this room, who presumably have heard this, podcast or us talk about baseball before would be quick to add that I, me personally, Drew Bearsers, uh, the presumed host of this show, uh, had significant reservations about Troy Kulinski based on watching him play. He looked exposed against Velocity earlier in the season. There's a lot of uh, conclusions that have been drawn about whether or not he was trying to incorporate a foot tap and, and mess with his swing, mess with his timing. Uh, some of those fears have been put to rest. Can they, can they turn, can you turn the fucking Green Day down? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to be allowed. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you, Kirk, you have a very large man playing a very defensively rigorous position. There's nothing that I've seen this year that would make me suggest that him playing shortstop has a definite end date in the future. He's a... No one, everyone here knows what he's capable of doing at a shortstop position. I'm not worried about that. Derek Jeter played shortstop until he was, what, 39, 40 years old? And he was so bad <laughs> at playing shortstop. So, I don't know. So, okay, no. I'm curious to see how you. Defensively, he's a shortstop for at least the next two years, unless injuries suddenly. Limited. Wait, you didn't hear moving into first base for Ryan Gomez? Yeah, no, no. The move to first base for Ryan Gomez not so likely uh, to happen. The point of the matter, the fact of the matter, if he plays defensive, he plays as well defensively as we've seen this season. Everything else he, he contributes to that. Well, well, that twenty-one million dollars is not gravy, but especially when you have a second player on the roster making twenty million dollars, and you're like, oh, he's really. 
Pretty good defensively. Whatever he gives you with the bat. He only makes 18. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm ha- defensively, I'm happy. If the defense starts to break down, that's when the extra light is shine on Troy Kulowitzki's bat. If suddenly he's doing the Jose Reyes, what we saw at the end of excuse me, Jose Reyes, he was named we shall not speak, where Stone and I made insane amounts of excuses for Jose Reyes. <laughs> My back still hurts. Yeah. Okay, twisting around on that fucking idiot. Yeah. If we get to that point with Tulewitzki, it's like, okay, what are we? What what is the offer offensively? Thankfully, since about May first, Tulewitzki has been a vast and above average offensive player for any position, let alone the shortstop. Now the best is yet to come for Tulewitzki. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Late career renaissance. <laughs> If Daniel Ortiz can have a career year at 40, who can? Everybody can't. Who can't? So, so 48, he's not cool. He might as So, to me, long story short, to make a long non answer an answer, the defense is the canary in the coal mine. If he suddenly falls into the shortstop, that's when it starts to be questionable where is he going to go? He's not a, is he going to be an outfielder? They're going to move into first base. No, and the, the, the thing about his defense is, as everybody knows, it's fucking brilliant. My God, I was looking at the trade piece that I wrote last year. Uh, when it was happening, I was like, you know, when, when that story broke, I read back what I wrote, and holy shit, I undersold his defense so, so much. Because uh, I had one fucking idea. I'm like, oh. He's pretty good shortstop. Right? I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sure he was one of the best players in baseball for a decade. But <laughs> not an accident. But to, but, to watch, but to watch him on an everyday basis has been fucking incredible. Like he is, I, there's, there's some good shortstops out there. It turns out you have to be pretty good as well to play in the big set shortstop. But no, it's. Uh, uh, I like. The, I think you're right about the defense being the canary in the coal mine, and also I think that that's probably not going away anytime soon, unless you know his hips fall apart, which could happen at any moment. Any Just moment. think about how much better he has to be defensively. The fact that he's not really even using the glove as much as like two, <laughs> two waffles stitched <laughs> together with tears and prayers. Next question in the, in the Q&A section. He uses that. In the back, Adam. Uh, do you guys know how to get a Venmo account in Canada? A Venmo account in Canada? I only just found out that I can't list kids on CT. <laughs> 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 and that's why I have a connection to deal with like Craigslist and GGT people. CT. Right uh, I wish I had the, the ad copy handy. CT provides solutions. <laughs> <laughs> Ticket solutions uh, for for those. Unlike Dumbo. CT. Listen, the unlike like dirty vagrants in front of the fucking products. That was how they were described last week. <laughs> They're not vagrants as much as scumbags. Oh, Drew, uh, I think you uh, extended our partnership, by the way, this is email. So, so those, the wonderful people of Tiki? The wonderful people of Tiki, uh, who will never hear this question, which is going to be, like, below the yeah. medical floor. Next question, over here from Waterloo! Like those fucking water gates here. I feel like, uh, I don't know what that was. So, yeah, what do you guys think reviewed all the buzz about the trade deadline? Is it just a function of the Jays being better this year? You've kept them for a lot of years before. Is it just that uh, they're better and more people are interested in trade? Or like, they're like not focused on the present, always on the future, not happy with what's happening now, always trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Is, it like, is it because they're good now, or is it because like, hockey has their thing? Like, when are they going to have their 
<laughs> for forking out. It, honestly, I wouldn't be. I don't know why they haven't booked that yet. If we're in the sports side, if you're listening, we're available Monday. I'm sure you might not be. Uh, I, I'm not available Monday. That's a holiday. Black and Monday, I am available. Yeah, uh, I'll, be the, I'll be at the cottage. I am so white. I think one of the big reasons that this trade deadline has so much attention is because last trade line uh, trade deadline showed that anything is possible. That while the Blue Jays obviously last were better positioned to capitalize on the the significant uh, prospect capital that they built up under Alex Papadopoulos, acquired David Price and, and Troy Tulowitzki, and then also you know the Mark Lowe's and the Troy Hawkins and whatever other trades that were made. It, it, it never really seemed like it was something that was viable for the Blue trade, and, and see, they didn't have any reason to do it. Now, all of those things are in play, except, of course, prospect capital part of, <laughs> of the equation, but they are a great team. They are well-positioned to improve with small tweaks, not necessarily trying to bring in, you know, one of the best pitchers in the American League to, to salvage. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I think it's something, it, it has a lot to do with just the fact that the Jays watched the WK to where it is now. I mean, it's just become that much of a bigger thing, and it's, it, you know, it's a competitive fucking shark-filled media market, and, uh, and and I think it's just, it's going to take it on a life of its own in that regard, and I, I, it's just become a bigger thing to talk about. Like you said, that was one of the beautiful things about it last year, is that you get in a cab, and the cab driver's got the game on and wants to talk about it, and people who, you know, I think it's, a, it's good, you know, because we're, a, I assume we're all fans here who've been fans through thick and thin, and I know people said about, you know, you're talking about being in, a, a, you know, watching the Lyle Overbay days, and Goddamn Lyle Overhead had like what was it, fifty doubles that one year? <laughs> <laughs> of all the people to be the face of shitty Blue Jays, Lyle Overhead does not deserve it. You know, I'm that year. Your boy Josh Towers, he's the guy that deserves <laughs> to be the to wear the brunt of like the shitty Blue Jays. What is the win? What? What is, is it? The, is it 06 or 08? What was the good? What was the good team? 08 was the team that won 86 games but finished fourth because the Rays won like 95. And yeah. the, the, the Red Sox won a bunch, and the Yankees won a bunch. So that was statistically one of the better fourth place teams of all time. 06 team, I think they won 87 games. They way underperformed their pipe bag uh, because they had John Gibbons as a manager. And uh, but they just like they had they were ta- that was uh, that was gloss right. 06 was, was gloss. That was the first gloss year, right when he was really good and he cared. Holiday was, <laughs> was, was out of the They kind of just went shitty on them, but. 06 was the year that, remember, remember the Jays won 80 and the Cardinals won the World Series in 180. I only ask because when when they put the 06 Jays on the level of excellence, I, <laughs> I want to make sure you're there to... Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> Me and you were there. They proved it. Because that was Frank Thomas, too, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, I, another point I want to make is, remember Bautista and uh, Casey Jansen, they were mad that Blue didn't make any moves. And we can, it's easy with the benefit of hindsight to credit, say, Alvin Bopolos, who said, you know, whether or not to, to lean on the whip or kind of pull back on the reins. 2014, maybe that team, in his view or the team's view, wasn't as prepared to make the step that they made last year. And the team that they came as close as I think they did. And Bopolos is known for his foresight. And Longview. He's a guy, a big, he's a big picture guy. Trade them all. You can't. Trade them all. You can't. Still win trash birdie or trash birdie? Yes. Should I care about Orioles? Do I need to worry about the Baltimore? So the question, if, you, if we didn't hear that through the microphone, is should we be the Baltimore? I'd love to hear it. Oh, 
But yeah, no, I, I would love to sit here. I did this whose name I could pronounce, which was very, <laughs> very, 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 very small number. Uh, but no, I, not to not to rag on Wilner but I did I did make the mistake of listening to James talk to him. Anyway, I did. I made the mistake of listening to James talk the other night, and, he, and one of the, his answers because I wrote a bunch of it down about you know that I was working on the idea of this post that I didn't do because I thought it would have been maybe a bridge too far. Uh, he would have been very upset. But but he said something till the very end. Look at the schedule. Days end in Fen in Fenway, which sucks because I was a Red Sox fan, having already cruised to the American League East. <laughs> See, this is where I'm doing the same thing. They've already cruised the division title. It's like fucking David Ortiz's fake uh, uh, last three games. So, uh, so they're probably going to be hard tickets to get. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's going to be a goddamn fight the whole way. Like, as, as much as the Jays, I think, uh, posturing dickhead Jays fan, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Is it? Like, this weekend series, think of it at this event. Well, maybe I just follow too many fucking... Sports talk radio people on Twitter. <laughs> that was beautiful. Uh, the fact of the matter is, with with, with the Orioles um, getting ideal production, like a scrub, he's a, 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 more than a legitimate uh, second base. Both of them are actually scrubs. I know Mark Trumbo likes good fans, but the Jays and the Orioles and the Red Sox are. Very similarly built teams. The Red Sox, if anything, have like a bit of an advantage because they have a very, very good pitcher who's underperforming, right? Teams like the Jays. I think I think Clint Buckles is okay. I'm saying we don't. I would never underestimate the Orioles. I would, I would never underestimate the Red Sox. Did you hear? Did you see Foster tweet the Red Sox schedule? Or? They're, they're on the West Coast 17 times still. They have, like, the least home games coming up. The Buster's yeah. if, 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 if there was a Buster takedown on yeah. an actual Red Sox, forget about it. Plan the Our break. podcast would just be, we put Buster's podcast on and put a microphone up to the speaker. <laughs> compelling. Then we'd be, then we'd be compelling me to toss the Jays $5 million. They were like, no, you made the Orioles Waldo. There's a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Giovanni Gallardo 1.0 that we did. Like, they're just fucking such They were trying to send Hyunsoo Kim back to Korea. That's all they want in the world. And they, Ever. <laughs> and they were like, oh, fine. We'll find the space for you over this rule bot. Stop. Who was the last team with the Blue Jays lost to? They lost yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, you can only hope to contain Alice Dickerson. Imagine! Imagine! We'll go right back through here. Imagine Dan Duquette being the president of the Blue Jays. What a nightmare. Can, can somebody else answer? I was going to ask if Dan uh, <laughs> one of the bullpens any worse than starting. I think you guys covered that up. My real question is Jose and Edwin be creative. Is there any other, and I can't think of all the level players who go into the final season and end up re-signing with my mixing countless people like that or are these guys Ortiz did that, right? Like I remember there's a, a contention. But I, but maybe not necessarily. Chris Davis. Chris Davis did, yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, it's not it's not impossible. I think we don't think about that how decided whether they want them before that final year comes up. A lot of the time I think 
You're right, yeah. I think Bautista and, and Kuneskin are both very unique in that they're getting to this. They're getting to Brinsky and you're Obviously, Bautista had a very circuitous route to his startup, which has been undeniable. And Edwin Encarnacion, uh, a guy whose talent was a fun with the monthly pick early on, but had to find a home and a position to become, because they're at, at that weird age. Maybe Encarnacion is like a Nelson Cruz, or even like a, you know, a different version of Victor Martinez. No, no. Edwin is Ortiz. But I mean, and you let Manny go. You let him go. You let him go. Goodbye, Manny. And you keep the good one. Even though everybody's like, Manny's better than Ortiz, why would they do that? You keep the good one. Manny can play the infield and Ortiz is just a DH. Come on. It's not good one. I, 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 don't, I don't think that, that there's a direct parallel between <laughs> and like a Chris Davis who's kind of front of mind. But uh, they're not... Neither of those two guys are sitting on like a you know a nine to payday necessarily like Rob No or whomever else you know the kind of the big 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 names. Uh, it's I'm really interested to see, see how it plays out because I would hope that that the way that whole thing about since 2016 has unfolded isn't going to really change the way that people consider him. But I mean at this time last year we were thinking. The fuck you would know, you hope that? Uh-huh. I hope it changes. Isn't it fucking? I hope he gets yeah. paid as much as he can get paid. Yeah, and I hope that's little enough that the Blue Jays can reset. <laughs> I think that's good to say. I think he's good. Come on, we'll see. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be absolute. Come on. It's hard, it's hard for me to draw like a direct parallel. Maybe other than Bautista, Victor Martinez, but again, he's a much better player, a better hitter, who has much more defensive value. <laughs> well, yeah, because his defensive value? Yeah. And he's a better hitter. He's a better hitter. Better hitter. Okay. Martinez, well, okay. at any point in his career. I will accept that. I will not accept that. Jose Batista is anything but basically a DH. But his base running is so beautiful. <laughs> in that he is, like, devoid from a, like a, a land where there are consequences for outcomes. <laughs> like he just, he runs the bases by, with his heart. With his heart. Do you remember, this is a bit of a callback, do you remember that fucking dicky game in the ALCS? That fucking game where that piece of shit knocked the ball and got knocked around. Batista also fucked up like I think the first fucking ball in play of the game. Like, don't game don't Don't forget, they lost game six because the Royals knew that if the ball's hit the corner, he could throw to second base. And they sent Lorenzo came home to third because they knew that there was going to second base. Uh, which is to say, uh, uh, maybe... I think there are a lot of reasons they lost that game. He just didn't strike it. Call the zone. Yeah. How do you know Brunson? Call the fucking zone. Let's, you guys, did he, who's the umpire? Was it Dio? Was it Dio? Was it Dio? How do you not know? He's like the Gary Fraser. Next question. He's like the Gary Fraser. Like Tim McClellan or someone? Hey, Clown. Let's just say the same Next question in the Q&A. How many home runs did Jose Bautista hit in game six of the American Championship Series? Oh, at least one. And the answer is in fact two. Which, postscript. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, next question. In the Q&A, anybody else go? Over here, at the front. Um, given the fact that the Jays don't really have the prospect capital for a Chris Sale type, can you even, like, foresee a starter that they can bring in with, given the fact that, like, the starter they bring in has to provide surplus value over the starter that they already have, 
So they have to get a starter that, you know, is that much better than the starter they already have. Do you think they even have prospect capital to go out and get a starter? Not yet, but once they trade Batista for prospect. <laughs> the challenge, I, th- I see it, is that they, if they don't have the prospect capital, you have to make that up with cash. Do they have the cash? Everyone here who, the 50-50 odds that you spend your, your cell phone bill goes to Rogers, You'd be like, yeah, they got the goddamn cash. <laughs> Whether or not they're willing to spend it to go way over their budget for the year, take on somebody else's onerous contract. If it's an Ian Kennedy, which they're not going to do, but but some somebody else who, who might be on a bit of a bigger ticket that that they'll say we'll happily take that money. You know, that we saw that with with, with Upton, right, where the Padres kicked in more money so they could get somebody else who they think is a, is a viable wild card prospect in uh, Hanser Rodriguez. Hansel. 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 So hot right now. Hansel regrettable. I've never watched that. David Duchovny in 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 uh, that movie called Zoolander is amazing. Never watched it. Never watched it. So well, while they can't pay with prospects, they can potentially can't pay with cash. But all we're all friends here. They're not going to pay with cash for a prospect. So it'll be probably a reliever. It'll probably be a reliever. I think uh, this guy named Boone Logan. (laughs) Boone Logan. I think Marcus Stroman for Chris Sale. Throw in here. You throw in an Alfred and a few all the all the good prospects. I I tweeted this presciently in the preseason. Chris Dale is like literally one of the top two or three pitchers in all of baseball. He is scheduled to make about $30 million over the next three years. No matter what package you put together, it's too light. There's, there, yeah. is, there is no package. If you're not the fucking Rangers, all the goddamn teams. Next question in the Q&A right here. I'm going to start off by acknowledging you're right. Jose Batista is Matt Sunday. Jose Batista is Matt Sunday is the first point of this question. Yes, I like a good hockey reference, so that's good. I also like a good hockey reference, too. That's the thing. But... But he might accept a trade, and I don't like that. I'm just saying, I'm going to hate me. No, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. Because it takes away the exact compensation, right? So he goes to a team like the the Nationals, he's going to accept that trade because he's in contention, right? Why does he do that's the thing. Why would the Jays trade Jose Batista? Even if he would waive his 10 o'clock rights. Right. I think this organization wants to get younger. They they, well, I think they, they need to get younger. Well, they, they really have no... They couldn't try to get older. Like, that <laughs> <laughs> this is my chance! I mean, yeah! So yeah. Would you acknowledge... That might be something that they want to do. Want to do and be able to do, I don't think it's the same thing. I don't know that, that I, I don't know anything, frankly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why he would be willing to, to accept that offer. I think Jose Bautista, personally, I think he's at the echelon of the players where that, that draft pick does not impact him at all. It's not something that's going to factor in. He's not at the Colby Rasmus level. He's not at the Marco Estrada level. He's above that. And also, I, 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 I struggle to see a scenario where he would accept 
that kind of trade, unless the team has made it abundantly clear to them that they don't want to come But I think based on the year that he's had, he enters into the conversation. He's, like, he hasn't presented his pre-agency argument. I think he was like a... I don't know. It's, it's not unfair to ask. It's not unfair to ask if I can reiterate for the people who may not be able to hear uh, the question that would Jose Bautista to consider a trade to try to alleviate the, the weight or to, to, to eliminate the weight of the, the draft compensation. I don't know that it's something that necessarily factor into his decision making because I don't think it's going to something that's going to factor into the decision making of those who may or may not be cutting him a check. Well, yeah, and what. What it is to me is that I think you're right that the team they want to get younger, but I think people really underestimate and undersell the amount they actually want to win this year. Like these yeah, guys, yeah, like, like they actually I, want to win. I really like Jose Batista. Like, I would love to see him I, in the circle. Well, he'll be there. He'll be there no matter what happens. Yeah, that's true. But I also think that earlier I made the point that I was surprised that people were so quick to turn on Jose Batista. If they trade him. Everyone's going to remember all the reasons that they love him, and they should have loved him all along, and they'll remember the fact that they love him. Luckily, luckily you and I are above all that. Maybe one, maybe one more? One more, one more question. We got another one? In the back! So, what for you? What were you drinking the night of the fateful, I believe there's definitely a fake Sorry, there's a second part of the question, can I have one? Yeah. <laughs> you think it takes just one? <laughs> that game was, it was, that day was uh, the Germany-France uh, oh. quarterfinal, semifinal, the zero. Semifinal. Uh, yeah, and so it was at 2.30 in the afternoon. My buddy and I were like, all right, let's go. He's like part German. He's like, let's go watch Germany somewhere. And we went there. Uh, I showed up. I forget what I did the night before, but at 2.30, I was still like, I'm hungover. Fuck. I need to, like, do a shot. So I did a shot of Jameson. Uh, I remember <laughs> we asked we asked the waitress. We were like, we kept ordering, like, Coronas. Uh, we went to Toby's. I don't know if you know Toby's on College Street. The the romance Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, also, they, they had a lot of like Copa America games and stuff there, and like and like a lot of people were like get really into that. It's, it's actually a pretty good sports bar, right? And uh, and so we had, for some reason my buddy asked the girl. Uh, do you have, she is, probably has a name too. <laughs> the, the 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 lovely young woman who was serving us and who had to deal with us. Uh, whether or not Asian. they had a bucket, you know, we could get a bucket full of ice with beers because I think we were at, we were ordering beers that uh, that were coming out of the fridge and they weren't quite cold. <laughs> she warned us about that, and we're like, "Can we get a bucket?" And she's like, "Oh, we don't really have buckets." But actually, I have my own personal bucket downstairs. <laughs> and we were like, what are you talking about? Really? And so she brought us a bucket upstairs. And so we were the only dudes, like, sitting at watching this game with just a bucket full of beer. And we just kept, like, refilling that bucket uh, until the game ended and then beyond. And then we went to, you know, we kept doing shots of Jameson. Uh, I'm, like... If I had to put a number on it, I couldn't. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of drinks. It was a lot of drinks. So uh, if you want to have 16 shots of Jameson, let's go. <laughs> Long story short, uh, 
I, I had a dark and stormy not too long ago. Oh, beautiful drink. Uh, ginger beer? Uh, I was all about it. Oh, what? Oh, nice dark and stormy. Uh, what? My 16 shots of Jameson and a waitress's personal bucket? <laughs> not, not only, not, not only am I going to look down on you so severely that I was at the grocery store being like, I'm going to make a dark and stormy for myself at home. And I grabbed a bottle of ginger beer. Uh, the graces or whoever makes it great. And I looked, because I'm 100 years old, and I looked at the back of the bottle, and I saw that the sugar, there's 47 grams of sugar in a bottle of ginger beer. So I put that shit right back, and I walked away. Which is why I'm generally the coherent one. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for coming out here to the Alchemy. Thank you, Just north of Queen, thank you to everyone who comes out. Thank you to everyone who has ever listened or shared or participated in any of the things that we do. Thanks to everyone who put money in the pay what you can jar. <laughs> Take it out, buy yourself a drink. Uh, thanks for coming out. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thank you.